Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Everybody, yeah, rock your body, yeah, everybody, rock, rock your, your body, body right. <laughs> Why are we singing Backstreet Boys, though? We sure are. Praise yeah, the Lord, niggas. Praise the Lord, niggas. Give him all of your praise. It's another week. It's episode five of Getting Grown. Come on. We out here with we these prime here. numbers. What y'all want? <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three, four, five. Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. 11, 12. Schoolhouse Rock oh. was a major key. No DJ Khaled. Like, before DJ Khaled, Schoolhouse Rock was a major key. Was the major key. I feel like DJ Khaled probably could use a little schoolhouse rock. A little bit. That's probably like he kind of stole their MO if you think about it a little bit. His baby is wise beyond his years though. His baby. So th- I think, you know, I think a, a a a growing theme amongst all celebrities and their children is that their children generally have more sense than their parents. Because <laughs> you can't really, con- you can't really pay me to believe that Northwest is not really, you know, managing her household. Prime <laughs> I think, example. I think North is the one who is really just, all things have to go through her. I feel like she's the oh, only one in the house that has sense. I feel like she just looks at her mother like, girl, when are you not going to be trash? And I feel like when, when uh, Kendall decided to do that Pepsi commercial, North was taking a nap because she wouldn't have stood for that. And you better believe that North gave Kendall the blues. Like she was oh, like, absolutely. "Don't even come in here. Don't even." No, come she in here walked in the room. Uh uh-uh. uh <laughs> She walked in the room. She said, "Girl, exactly. <laughs> like what you can do. What you can do is take your clueless behind out of this room, Cher Horowitz. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. You and Dion. Go down to the valley with your dumb selves and just get out mm-hmm. of my face. Okay." Dion ruined Clueless. I'll never watch it again. Stacey Dash ruined 2016. Ruined. Like, I hold her personally responsible for all of the awful things that happened during that year. 2015 as well. Like, she's just out here looking like wayward decisions and poor judgment. That's what happens when you... 
see the problem is that she thinks she's a she's a white woman and she thinks she doesn't have to moisturize and she hasn't been doing so and now she looks like an argentinian leather bag evil will catch up to you like one that fell off the truck in delancey street <laughs> and like fell the one that like, comes in the plastic and it's right. flat <laughs> and it fell into a pothole and was wet and somebody peed on it that's what she looks like <laughs> And then somebody picked it up, laid it out on a sheet on the sidewalk and said, designer backs come around the corner. Exactly. Well, we're so glad to have you back, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Shout out to everyone who has um, sent a tweet, uh, Ooh, sent yes. the, left a comment on Instagram. We really appreciate y'all for listening. And we're so happy that you are here. Thank you. Continue to subscribe like rate and comment on itunes because that's what keeps us going that's gonna what's gonna help us to grow and we appreciate you so far for being so wonderful and so supportive uh, make sure you're telling all your friends telling all your aunties telling all your homegirls telling everybody home but my mama which, right yeah. everybody but kia's mom continue to tell everyone but my mother and we just gonna continue to keep on shining. I we're me and me and Jay were just talking about like literally we were trying to stay away from all of the logistics because we really just want to, you know, have fun. We want this to be a really relatable space that we all just come and just hang out for a um a few minutes once a week. Yeah. So we've been trying to stay away from like, you know, the business, the number side of it, but we we did, for the first time since we've been doing this, sit down and look at how many of you have um, downloaded, how many of you have commented, how many of you have shared, and literally blown away. Like, mine, blown. blown. Like, bruh. Like, thank y'all. Like, for real, for real. So we're going to get out of all of these mushy feelings and things and get into the show. You ready, sis? I am. My sister's popping right now, like. And shout out to my sis this week. We are going to feature all of the emails that we received um, announcing graduations. Because last week, we said that we were going to shout out all of our listeners who are graduating from, you know, some level of, uh, you know, some degree program, some um, post-secondary program, anything, high school, whatever. And... We have had uh, quite a bit, uh, quite a quite a response. So we want to make sure that we get these out. Again, it's not too late to get your graduation shout out. So if you want to get a shout out on next week's episode or any episode following, don't hesitate to send us an email at gettinggrownpodcast at gmail.com. And yep. I am going to read these graduation announcements. The first one comes from Connie. Connie says, hi, Jaden Kia. Um... I'm just going to peruse through all of the other things since we have quite a few, uh, quite a, a few to get to. She said, I don't want to take up too much of your y'all's time. I wanted to submit someone to shout out to my sister's church bulletin. <laughs> I just yes. love she's actually She's actually the one who recommended your podcast. <laughs> Thank you, boo. Come Thank on. You. Look at y'all spreading the word. My mentor turned sister from another mister, future godmother to this child I'm currently cooking. Well, you better gestate. And the remarkable hidden figure <laughs> I've been blessed to know. Dr. <laughs> Julia Anderson Lee. Hey, girl. Hey. Yeah, I put your whole name out there. Don't be mad. This May, Dr. 
Anderson Lee will be receiving her doctoral degree in applied mathematics and civil engineering. Girl, you had better go ahead. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> applied mathematics and civil engineering. Uh, Connie says, I can't begin to tell y'all how intelligent, phenomenal, black girl, magic feel, hidden figure S this woman is, exclamation point. She worked incredibly hard and deserves every bit of recognition. Congratulations, Julia. Love you. Thank you for taking the time to share that, Connie. And thank you so much. Um, yeah, thank you so much. So, uh, Julia, girl. Congratulations. We speak your name because, honey. We sure do. I got to speaking things I don't even know how to Come speak. On. The Lord blessed me to get a PhD, but it was not in applied mathematics because I don't nah. math. Okay. But God Listen, bless your we heart. We were sitting in the back. Uh uh-uh, uh. We were sitting in the back of your dissertation. This is about it Julia. Was, we're not talking about my I dissertation. I just want to say that we half the people who support you don't know what you're doing. Oh <laughs> we gosh. don't even understand what you're saying. But I know it's a big ass deal. Congratulations, Julia. Julia. <laughs> Applied mathematics and civil engineering. That's amazing. Girl. Okay. So what y'all may not know is my research is on STEM education and specifically uh, underrepresented populations in the STEM fields. So this graduation shout out is near and dear to my little heart because Julia is a woman of color who just earned a doctorate degree in STEM. So sis, you are a hidden figure. You sure That's are. That's what's up. So we'll move right along to the next one. Um, this comes from Nina. Nina says that she's 24 years old, turning 25 on May 30th. Well, happy birthday, boo. Uh, she said, I did not graduate this year, but I did just get accepted into Pepperdine University in Malibu, California for a master's in applied finance. Well, girl, go ahead and get your life. Yes. Uh, she, got, she has a bachelor's in biochemistry. Y'all are showing out go with on. STEM. I'm proud of y'all. So it's time to start a business. Um, so... Thanks for the love, Nina, and congratulations on your acceptance to Pe- Pepperdine. I know you're going to go and show out. Um, the next one is from Brooklyn. Brooklyn wanted to hey. get her graduation shout out in. She's 25, and on May the 12th, she'll be graduating with her MSW, her Master's in Social Work from USC. Um, I'm the first in my family to go to college, and the struggle has been real, seeing the light and preparing to slay so much appreciation thank you so much for writing in brooklyn we're so super proud of you congratulations brooklyn. This good old ms dub um the next one is from randy randy has asked that we give a shout out to uh alex locus for graduating from san francisco state university with a master's in counseling specializing in clinical rehabilitation and mental health um alex has been killing it for years and is actually the one who who turned him on to getting grown. So look at y'all spreading the good word to your people. Thank what? you. Playing telephone. I hear that. Alex, thank you. Um, Alex, congratulations on your degree. Congratulations. Randy, thank you so much for shouting Alex out and for spreading the word about getting grown. We love y'all. Moving right along to Leslie. Leslie is graduating with a master's in arts in media and communications with a concentra- concentration in public relations from Norfolk State. Ow. On... Hey. May 6, 2017. So that's like next week or so. Get your life. Yeah, she's soon. Congrats, Leslie. Listen, I hope you... Listen, do me a favor. Make sure that you don't just... I'm I'm sure that I don't have to tell you this, but just in case I have to share with anyone else who may not know, when they put that graduation uh, gown in the bag, make sure that you shake her out 
before. <laughs> you know, don't just wait until the day of the ceremony to take the thing no. out and shake it. Now, I know Leslie is going to iron hers because she's got her life together. Uh-uh, steam. She's going to do a steam. Listen, you can't hang it up while you're in the shower and it's going to get in this. I just don't want nobody to have them picnic table checkerboards in their gown as they go. And, you know, you know, don't do your regalia like that. Just don't. It's a pet. It's a petty peeve of mine. But congratulations to you, Leslie. I know you're going to slay at the graduation next week. Come on, y'all. Graduate degrees. I'm so proud of y'all. The next one is from Daniela. Um who will be receiving her master's degree this summer in biomedical informatics. Oh my, showing out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, praying on next steps, whether that be medical school or the PhD in epidemiology. So please keep me in your prayers. Done and done, sis. So Absolutely. Daniela, keep it moving, keep it pushing, keep on doing great, fantastic, fabulous things. And last but certainly not least, uh, we have an email from Yemisi. I'm so sorry if I'm pronouncing that incorrectly. But um, Yemisi? Yem- I'm going to call you I think Yemi. it's Yemisi. It's Yemisi? a pretty name, though. It's very nice. And I'm so sorry that I am butchering it. Yemisi. <laughs> yes, that makes so much more sense. See? I'm not that smart. Um, Yemisi would love to give a graduation shout-out to her younger siblings. Bumi is graduating with her doctorate in dentistry from Howard in May. And her Thank brother... You. Yes, her brother, uh, Daly, will be graduating with a BA in business administration from Morehouse. So I am so proud of of you guys. Um, Out here typing fast. Come on, team, typing fast. Y'all do my heart proud. (laughs) My nigga heart is just (laughs) overflowing right now. Because I feel like my squad is around me. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, you know how you just. Squad, squad, squad. Like, like, Listen, you know, your squad is strong, too. My squad is out here typing fast. I'm so proud of y'all. If you want to be on Team Typing Fast, if you're graduating and you want a shout-out on next week's show, don't forget to send us an email. But that's our shout-out to our sis segment. Shout-out to our sisters and our brothers who are out here doing the dang thing. Congratulations, Congratulations to all of you during graduation season. Make sure you live it up, celebrate, and stop and take a second to appreciate yourselves for what you're doing because it's amazing. Absolutely. It is so amazing. And we are proud of you. Said we are proud of you. That was hey. A, that was a cheer oh. when I was in high school. <laughs> I started moving my knees. Were you a cheerleader? Um, no, I was on you the step like team. The cheer type. I mean, yeah, I, I was. No, I mean, you know, my mother was just like, you know, I don't want anything to interfere with your grades. <laughs> so I wanted to be on the cheerleader squad like a freshman year, but my Rhonda was just like, I'm gonna shut that down. Um briefly but like it was like not even long enough to like mean something so that's why i say no but in 11th grade i was the captain of the step team 11th and 12th grade i was the captain of the step team very proud captain of the step team out here just come on captain yes i was just dancing behind the school (laughs) (laughs) come on dancing behind the school dancing behind the school running track playing a little ball you know we are out here this week in kitchen table talk Ladies, grab your snacks. This is going to be a doozy. We have mm-hmm. yet another business corporation who has Fuck just listen. <laughs> <sighs> they have like they're another, just out here just blunders galore. Just another clumsy ass advertisement. Like another ill advised. <laughs> 
marketing trip down decision. the stairs. Like it was just <laughs> awful, just so bad. And unfortunately, um, the um, what was how? What do I want to call them? Unfortunately, the the people, the culprits, <laughs> the the who are the people, <laughs> the villains, the, the people who are responsible for this grave, uh, this grave mistake, are people of color. So. This is why I'm trying to wrap my brain around how we've gotten here. But we're going to talk about um, the good folks over at Shea Moisture. Um, and for those of you who don't know, Shea Moisture released an advertisement um, in the morning of April 24th. So by the time <laughs> this airs, that will be, you know, yesterday. Um, and it was all about... Uh, managing or overcoming hair hate and it gives these like vignettes like a montage of like little stories of um various women of all different colors and all different shades of light shades of light that is correct right (laughs) (laughs) you know no see (laughs) see i wasn't in the commercial (laughs) wait for those who don't know who don't follow social media okay so so follow up last week in black women's self-care i spoke about all the things that i did Sephora visit being one of them told my sis that i bought myself a lawn comb yes you better say it right yeah, I feel like I'm speaking patois. Lancome. Lancome. I bought myself like some that. Lancome foundation. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> so she asked what shade it was, and I said I didn't remember. Well, I went to take a look when I applied it once since that since that episode. I took it out the box. I looked at the color, and I immediately got a grimace on my face that looked like Al Bundy. Just tell them what the shade of, of the of the foundation was. It was bisque. They named me after soup. It was bisque. I don't know if it was corn, lobster, <laughs> crab. All I know lobster. is it was bisque. And all variations of bisque are, are tan. Khaki. Lobster bisque. It was Khaki. lobster <laughs> Had a pinkish undertone to it. So, um, a little bit more context. We were talking about previous... You know, time with Jade and I were having a conversation. She was trying to, you know, say how challenging it was for her as a woman of color to find foundations in her shade. Now, my sister's is fair skinned. So, you know, my response to that was they always have your shade, sis, because your shade is. Yes, but they don't have my undertones. Mm. Is that what that? Okay. Mm. Well, listen, I'm not here. I'm not here to gentrify your struggle. Okay. Shea Moisture. <laughs> I'm not here to do that. But anyway, let's get back to Shea Moisture and how loud and wrong they are. So they, um, you know, all they had these women. There was a, an androgynous woman, um, who talked about, you know, how she never really wanted to have long hair and she was felt liberated when she was able to cut it and, you know, express herself in that way and embrace her hair for what it what it is. There was a white woman with red hair who said that she hated having red hair and, you know, she dyed it blonde for years and that's what hair hate meant to her. And then we had a black woman who talked about, you know, dealing with chemical rea- relaxers and then not knowing how to manage her natural hair. And we had a 
a bi she could be biracial or a Latina woman talking about how people didn't understand her texture and people threw things at it and all this other stuff. Um, so Shea, Shea Moisture released these ads. It was two of them. And the backlash was live and direct. It was uh, <laughs> blazing hip hop and R&B. It was... <laughs> It was it was very 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 strong very swift um, as all of the black women on Twitter gave Shea Moisture a swift and sturdy hell no the business <laughs> um, and I wanted to talk about it here because you know I had a reaction to it I found it offensive immediately um, because. Mm. Why is it? I would like to know. This is a question. Well, I don't know. May not. I'm not suggesting that you have the answer because you know these are. We're not talking about like individual things. We're talking about systems. To my point, like Shea Moisture claims that their intention was to communicate their stance for inclusion in beauty, um, and they and I guess they're trying to say that you know and be representative of a wide range of people. But I thought that what they did, in fact, marginalized their audience because why is it that I find that in, uh, when we have discussions of inclusion, it always turns into a pissing contest of mm -hmm. like, oh, you struggle or your people had this kind of adversity. Well, I had this kind of adversity. It's like right. it's like a mis it's like a Mr. Me Too. And we out here just trying to out oppress one another. I like I, like we just not not out oppress but like you know. No, I know what you mean. Something like when is this is not in a this is not a race and you I don't know. I it just doesn't sit well with me that Shea Moisture would be so um I think it's irresponsible of them to not really recognize the number one black women are who made Shea Moisture relevant. Wouldn't nobody know who Shea Moisture is? Had it not no. been for us going to Target and spending our coins, going to Walgreens on the buy one, get one and buying up all of your products, like you would not be where you are. So to then um, say, you know, well, let's go ahead and get these white coins too, almost at the expense of black women, because it's insulting, right. like white people and they're, I'm not going to say that they don't have hair hate issues. I don't know anything about that, but I will say that, that their struggle can't ever be what mine has been. <laughs> um, no. There's no way. There's no way. Because, you know, saying that feels, you know, it's just like felt the, uh, another instance where white people and systems are, are failing to acknowledge, like, hierarchy and, and privilege and the things that have, like, systematically marginalized and oppressed, oppressed groups of people on the basis of race for years and years and years and years and years. Mm -hmm. So I just, I don't know. It's like, why do we feel like in order for like Shea Moisture was out here making all this coin. Why did they feel like they needed to then get the white? I know that they wanted the mainstream coins, but like white people don't even buy hair products like, like we do. So like, what do you, what, what, what yeah. like what, what, what is you saying? <laughs> I don't know. Well, for one, I mean, it, if you look at the at the at the numbers themselves, black women are buying eighty percent more health and beauty products than white women, and that's that's just on paper. Eighty percent more is what we are spending. We are spending one trillion dollars 
in the market. Uh, we got that off of a Root article, actually. If you want to check out the Root.com. Yeah, Nielsen and um, Nielsen's ratings. Nielsen's rating. Nielsen ratings. Can't talk. Uh, mm-hmm. They actually published a statistic and it said that black women in particular are spending $7.5 billion annually on beauty products. I know I can probably take an account for about 1% of that because my, <laughs> my hair products drawer always runneth over and Target always right. gets me. That's why I can never go into Target and not spend $100 because I'd be in the ethnic section buying up all right. of the things. And you pick so, up two bottles of something that's fourteen ninety nine and twelve ninety nine, then yeah, you, you end up spending seventy six dollars by the time you walk out. <laughs> when and all you went in you there really... you, you only went in there for a contact solution. That's what yeah, I went in here. Wipes. I came in here for some some tampons and some makeup remover wipes and now I'm over here seventy five dollars later. But seventy five dollars in and one and a half bags worth of stuff. <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> But we are spending $7.5 billion a year annually on beauty products and shelling out 80% more on cosmetics and twice as much on skincare as our non-black counterparts. So we are being completely um, undervalued when it comes to ads like Shea Moisture. But it all starts, I say the same thing. It's the same thing with the Pepsi commercial. It's everything. It's starting with the with the boardroom. It's starting with the conference room. Y'all got the wrong people in the conference room. And the people that you need to be listening to, you're not. Because those are the people who are going to keep you out of trouble. You got the wrong people in here nodding their heads and telling you that things are a good idea, that are a really horrible idea. And look what you had to do. You had to go and release this statement. You have to immediately backtrack. You guys are wasting money spending thousands of dollars to produce these commercials and then turning around have to snatch them right off the shelves because you put out a faulty ass product like stop doing that pepsi did it shea moisture's doing it and they are not the first nor the last to put out offensive awful ideas you have nivea was it nivea who's uh, um what no i forget which brand it was that that used to have the brand that said look civilized and it, it had a black man with an afro and mm. facial hair and he was taking off the mask and then it was like a clean cut dude. Mm. Then you've got like there was the Asian commercial um, where it was a it was for um, for laundry detergent and you, they put a black man in the washing machine and this like clean Asian dude came out like it's just so many it's there's so many offensive commercials that have been put out there and there's going to be tons of commercials since but my question is when are black people going to be valued but my thing when are we going to be recognized for for what we are providing to society as well to that question um what is all the more baffling about this entire thing is uh shea moisture is a black owned business like it was exactly it was started by black women so um i i just try like I don't understand how how like, we get yeah. from from it's literally like a family owned business like the the people who started started it in honor of their grandmother Sophie Tucker who started selling shea nuts at the village market in Sierra Leone in 1912 and who by age 18 the widowed mother of four was selling shea butter African black soap and her homemade hair and skin preparations all over the countryside so we we have a uh, small black owned business 
that had, you know, that has grown into a multi-million dollar corporation um, mm-hmm. on the strength of, you know, the support of African-American women who were appreciative of a line recognizing our unique needs. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like our unique needs as a demographic and our, the needs of our, you know, you know, our hair, you know, as varied yeah. as it might be, not being one type, but it was, it's, it was designed for us. So I don't understand yeah. how we get from there, from there to, you know, well, let's make it, let's make it, available for everyone and i mean i i don't know i just it's really it's like a really bad episode of being mary jane that's what this feels like mm-hmm. a really bad episode of being mary jane oh like, yes God. <laughs> you know that i cannot take her oh she mary jane paul is the most paul letta paul letta is irritating oh. she is irritating but anyway she's irritating because she's irresponsible but we can talk about that later. just like shea moisture this was Absolutely. irresponsible Y'all stop, don't hire these white ad agencies that give you these terrible ideas and put these, and and put these statistics in your head. Oh, well, when you put this out, you're going to end up getting this many more consumers because you've got this type of inclusion and they don't know what the hell inclusion is. They don't even know what they're looking at. They don't know. They are intimidated by a woman of color. So that's the last thing that they want to put in the commercial. I think it all boils down to, uh, you know, an unwillingness to be critical of history and culture and the way that we've been socialized. Um, And I feel like we've got to get to a point where we can push past inclusion that, you know, just stops that representation and acknowledge Mm -hmm. power dynamics and how that has influenced the experience, like people's lived experiences. So it's like, like, (laughs) I just... I just, it's, uh, I'm I'm lost for words, but <laughs> I just wish I get so frustrated because it's like, we can't have nothing. Like we can't we have can't anything. Have like, can we have something like, no, we have never. something. Do we? And, and I remember when Obama um, was elected in office, the night that they announced that he became president, I was at a basketball game. And I remember we were in the hallways and, you know, cheering because Obama won. And this white girl, I was like, I was like, we got a black president. And this white girl was like, he's half white too. I was like, damn, like, girl, go away. This is like, like, I'm not talking to you right now. It's so Sometimes crazy. we just not talking to you. And it's okay if we're not talking to you. Like some conversations are not for you. And fine, Shea Moisture wants to get their money up, then get your money up. But do not push out the people who got you to where you are. And don't listen to people who don't know what your original product and your original, your original stand was. Like you all originally created a a diverse line of products for women of color of various types of hair and different needs. Like you know, Shea Moisture was different needs. If you have dry scalp, right? If you have high porosity, like they were one of the first brands to kind of to to consider issues that are unique to women who have curly hair textures. Curly hair yeah. textures like we have, um, and right again, it's it doesn't even have to be about like I'm not being exclusionary. I know that there are biracial women and um, women of other cultures who have curly hair types, 
I'm not saying that, you know, you can't use Shea Moisture or this or that. I'm just saying this is a, right. a, a case where Shea Moisture has changed. They started, you know... With their formula. They, right. They had initially had a formula that was working because... Listen, mm-hmm. Shea we was buying, we was buying your $15 conditioner. We were buying it. We were buying it because it, I mean, you know what I'm saying? It, I mean, they the were one of the, the leave-in. exactly. And they were, they were, they were one of the first brands to kind of break into mainstream markets like Target and CVS. Wasn't all yep. the time you could get, um, you know, like, tar- you know, get your natural hair care needs at your local uh, Walmart. It wasn't always that way. We used to have to go to Beauty Supply Place or Sally's or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's just insulting that they would, you know, change their tune. And I, I can't speak to why they did it. They did um, They did issue a, 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 an apology. And as as late as 6.30 p.m. on Monday night, they, they released... Uh, uh, I guess a black version of the commercial where they had like uh, a young um, light skinned woman with freckles and uh, afro, and they had a another uh, brown skinned woman with some crochet faux locks, and you know the same um, <laughs> chocolate girl with the twist out from the first commercial. They released they re released a, a black girl version. You know you know after acknowledging that they effed up. Those were their words. This is why we really effed up. And um, please know that our intention was not and would never be to disrespect our community. As such, we are pulling the piece immediately because it does not represent what we intended to communicate. Um, yeah. Did it have any white people in it? The the re-release? No, the re-release that I just saw it. Vibe.com vibe, uh, posted it and somebody tweeted it. I saw it on my timeline. Um, now, here's my thing. Here's my thing. You got Jewish women. You got a couple women out, white women out there who got curly hair, right? You right. want to appeal to their market too. You want to you want to bring them in. You want to get your money up. Ain't nobody mad at that, like you said. Like we're not mad at you getting your money up. But again, don't push out your original consumers. If you're gonna put out a commercial and you want it to be inclusive, nobody's saying that you got to turn around and put out a commercial. That's another thing. Like I'm tired of people saying like black women are crying. We're always the victim, whatever the case, because we speak up for what's wrong. And nobody's saying oh white women can't be a part. There are times when white women cannot be a part, but if you want to get your money up and you want to be inclusive, then have a commercial full of black girls and add a few white girls <laughs> in the commercial the and fun. be like, y'all can come too. You know what I'm saying? Like there you were, can use the shampoo were, too. Right. There, there were two commercials. Um, the first one had the blonde, um, androgynous, uh, um, young lady and uh-huh. then they had the white lady with the red hair then it had this blonde girl who was just like I just never knew what to do with my hair <laughs> so See? the first commercial Let's literally see. led in like the literally the two minute prom- promo the first uh, the first minute we it was three it was, it was three white women then there was a woman who looked like she could be um, you know, Persian or something. Um, <laughs> like you know, like I can appreciate if you put some <laughs> black women in there who spoke about their experiences because I mean, again, it was not easy for us to always get hair products, and we did have to go to exclusive places in order to get the things that we needed, especially if there were specific specific needs. But like, 
I would appreciate it more if you had some black women there talking about their experience. And then you might have had like a Jewish woman who came in and said, listen, I have the curliest of hair. I didn't grow up with a lot of people who had hair like mine. So it's nice to find a, a line that's blah, 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 blah. Then you get it and close it out with another black girl and bong inclusion. Like... <laughs> Or just kind of talking about like I mean, and there's such there's there is such diversity in in you know African American hair, like you know what I'm saying. Exactly. Like I can even look exactly. at my own group of friends, and you know everyone has natural hair, but everyone has a different curl pattern. Everybody yeah. has you know some people don't have a curl pattern at all, you know. So like right. and and we're all still so I I just feel like why does it mean like and and why is it that a space or a line that is committed to um you know providing a service for african american people is a is a threat why is it right. is why is it offensive when something does not have you know what i'm saying like for how many commercials have i seen in my whole life that didn't have one black person in it how many like how, how many and why is it that a commercial filled with black so women is, is not being inclusive? You know what I'm saying? I like, I just. Because they're intimidated. It's intimidation because the, because the problem is that the white woman, the pale skin is what appeals to white consumers. It's less threatening. It's soft. It's fragile. It's porcelain. And that's how they, that's how they depict white women. And that's why white women are always so safe to use in advertisements because they, you know, that's what's welcoming. And then when you have somebody who's different, you have a black woman who might be, who might be curvy, who might be sizable, who might be taller, you know, who might have a curly fro or whatever, that's intimidating to them. And they have to change their thought process. And that is the problem. Uh, that's a, that's the problem even with consumers themselves. Stop looking at these people as it, you know, and taking their, their physique and putting it along with what you think that matches their personality. Like everybody is, everybody is different and we need to learn how to value that and look at that as beautiful and stop looking at things that are different as threatening or as intimidating. I just want Shay Moshe to do better. I just, I just at feel least like they apologized immediately. I'll they give did. But I mean, it's almost insulting because like what, it is. what black women have, it isn't almost insulting. It is insulting because what black women have experienced is not hair hate. Like we've experienced right. hate. Like we have, right. we have experienced <laughs> straight up hatred down. for who we are as people before we open our mouths. Before, like yep. you know, we have been you know, un we're undesirable as we are naturally. We're unprofessional. We're undesirable. We're and, a double minority. You know what I'm saying so. So to, I, it's just like not even fit. It's just it's it's absurd, honestly. The nerve of any yes. white person to say, oh, you know, I had red hair and I, I I hated having red hair. That does not compare to what any woman of color has experienced as it relates to her hair ever, ever in life. Like no way, no how. And the fact that a black owned business, a business that yep. was created for and about black women does not recognize that is completely problematic. I'm disappointed in the owners of Shea Moisture and, and, and those who are involved in the creative process. I'm truly disappointed because you all have so lost your way, okay? Listen. You I'm, all have lost your way. I can't tell you how disappointed I am as somebody who has a bathroom full of product and now I'm torn. 
You know what Sis, I'm saying? I have a I have a a shower ledge Literally, of Shea Moisture products. Like I kept rocking with y'all even even after you changed your formula. Yes, say it, say it louder. Say it louder. That. Crystal and I have discussed that and been discussed that they changed the formula of the product, especially that Jamaican black castor oil because that joint used to talk about it in the light. But talk about it along the way. It just lost all it. of its luster. But I still they rock with y'all. Some, they lost some with the coke coconut and hibiscus and even oh, though it girl. smells delicious I it lost a little bit of its oomph yeah you know what i'm saying i, I rock with the manuka honey myself i um, do rock with the manuka honey oh i have it all which is why i'm so torn there's so many monies of products in listen, that windowsill right not, now and not even and not even just hair because i i even rock with y'all body wash your african black soap the olive oil, Sis. the raw shea butter. Like, listen, do you understand? Sis. As a consumer, I the am scrub. hurt. <laughs> Let me tell you, I'm that hurt. coconut hibiscus sc- body scrub. Bruh, I got I it. That down. Listen, that organic My nigga can't keep butter. his, he cannot keep his nostrils out of my First neck. Of all, he wants to sniff me. That coconut hibiscus, I don't even use it for the hair. <laughs> For a purple, like you know, the hair. But listen, the niggas be like, "What is that? You smell like what is that? This you, smell, what is that? <laughs> Yo, you smell good. You smell like <laughs> lavender and just delight." Every time I put it on, he'd be like, "What? What is that?" And, and then Trini, so you know, coconut. He's drawn. He's like, "Oh, my, what? What are these flavors that I'm used to?" Y'all gonna have to make this up to me some kind of way. And let me tell you how this old. This old uh black girl version of the commercial y'all put together in the in the in the <laughs> that ain't it in the iMovie and try to throw up on the Instagram that is not going to cut it sis that ain't somebody it somebody gonna have to go back to the drawing board and try try again Leah say if at first you don't succeed okay <laughs> dust yourself, dust yourself off. off because I I you would guys hate need to go you need to fire your current ad agency you need to seek out another multicultural black owned agency listen to represent you and put something out there that is going to keep your values in the forefront the only way that y'all are going to be able to come back from this with your public in my opinion is if you put together like you have to you have to show the people how you plan to rectify this like y'all we need a five point plan of how like jay said you are going to take action to ensure that mm. something like this never happens you first have to acknowledge that you understand why what was done was so wrong and yes. you have to acknowledge that you have offended 90% of your uh of your um buying base and you need to show us as consumers some of us are not coming back i i can't <laughs> i have to be yeah. honest some of us are I'm not coming back are strong i'm gonna i'm gonna use up the products that i got but i will have to yeah. say that i'm gonna it's gonna i'm gonna have to you know there's it gonna it's gonna i've got pause i'm gonna have to literally sit and think about I've been keeping my eye on that Mayel. I've been keeping my eye on that Mayel line. Quiet as it's kept, I picked up some Mayel on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. I I started off, I have, first of all, their edge control is touched by the hand of the father. Oh, is it? Listen, when I tell you that edge control got some staying power, you know how most edge controls be like, I got you, sis, but for the first like 12 and a half minutes. Then by the time you get to your desk, your joint is already starting to just roll up. This yeah, well, mine kind of just does that. My this Myel, the Myel Organics, their edge control 
is like legit. Like it lays your joint down forever and ever. Amen. Like Keisha, <laughs> Keisha put me onto it. She gave it to me as a Christmas present. When I tell you, you run your run your baby hair toothbrush through that Myel edge control and seat on your edges, stay put all day. I'm telling Listen, you what I know. You know, it's braids all summer 17 for Listen. me. So when I like when I take this round out and then I finally am able to free my edges from from jail, <laughs> then um, because that's exactly what they did to me. They imprisoned my edges. Um, when I finally get those out, I'm going to get myself a nice toothbrush and some Myel Edge Control Listen, it is and go to work. going to change your life. But yes, this is what happens, Shea Moisture. When you do things like this, you got us stepping over to the other side. So right. I don't know. Get your lives. I don't know what to tell you. Get your lives. Let us know how y'all feel. If y'all have any reactions, will you be buying Shea Moisture? Or will you be telling them yeah. to go to hell? Um, <laughs> just go ahead and let us know what you're going to do. We, I just wanted to get it out of my system. We had a whole nother kitchen table talk planned, but uh, once we got wind of this, it was just like, oh, girl, we have got to talk about yeah this. So this let us know what y'all think about the advertisement or the lack thereof. That one, no ding, ding <laughs> um, but yeah, next week on on um kitchen table talk, we're going to be talking about being hard on yourself. Um, yep. I actually tweeted out, um, just kind of like on a whim. Cause I struggle with being very, very hard on myself. Like I'm really not, I don't, I don't give myself a lot of grace when it comes to, mm-hmm. you know, oh, I didn't do this right. Or, you know, b- being more adaptable if things don't go exactly as planned. And I just yeah. sent a tweet out to and put it on my timeline, just like, hey, guys, does anybody else deal with this? And in what areas of your life? And I got a lot of responses from a lot of different people saying that they could relate to what it means, um, what it feels like to, you know, put undue pressure on yourself. And what are some yep. things that we can do to combat that? So that's what we were going to talk about until Shea Moisture came and uh, with the donkey of the day. So make sure you... <laughs> If if you if you um if you deal with uh you know putting pressure hey, on yourself, hey, oh my god, oh, not even hair hate. No, if you if you black, you don't deal with hair hate. You deal with hate, remember? No, nigga, you deal with hate. <laughs> so straight up um, and down, straight up and down. So no, but if you deal with being hard on yourself, yeah. um, send us a tweet or send us an email. Yeah, yeah, let us share your story. Um, and we can talk about it uh, next week on Kitchen Table Talk because it's something I've been thinking about and maybe this was a blessing. Shea Moisture making this huge uh, mistake was a blessing because it gave, it'll give me more time to, you know, you know, put it out there. Maybe we all can kind of share together. You guys can share your experiences. We can share ours and we can come together and kind of hash it out. Um, so that'll be cool. We're also going to talk about we're also going to talk about the niggas who are not hard enough on themselves. Absolutely. We'll get to that next week. Because it's really all we'll about, about, right, it's all about finding balance between, like, being yep. flexible, like, flexibility and adaptability, and but still being able to hold yourself accountable. I was having a conversation yep. with Bobby about this over the weekend. Shout out to Bobby Bundy, my boo-boo. Um, so, yeah. Coming back. Girl. Sorry. Did you just tell all his business to the podcast world? 
take that out. That was not me, Bobby. <laughs> I want you to know that that was not Kia. Okay, don't listen. You know where to direct your rage. I'm just so excited. I'm so excited. Anyway, I'm um, so excited. Shut up, Jesse Spano. Um, I'm so. So yes, let us move forward. Honestly, truly, it's time for the honesty box. Big old box of honesty. Box of honesty. Can we talk? That is just a. That sounded like a cheesy uh, (laughs) game show. The box of honesty. Let's go into the box of honesty. All right. We have a letter from a listener who wishes to remain anonymous. So let's call her Shante. (laughs) Shante says, I'm going to. uh, No man at home. (laughs) She doesn't know. Shante does not have a man at home. (laughs) No man at home. That's not what this is about, though. Anyway, you know what? You're right. I didn't. That wasn't even. And that was not shade. That was that was not shade. Not being shady. Shante says my best friend is in an affair with a married man. Dun dun dun. Just kidding. Um. So I'm going to give the abridged version to protect the identities of the innocent. Uh, Shante feels a way about this because she knows a lot of details so this young lady her friend as her friend came to her and and gave a lot of information about her i'm sorry uh, why are you why are you laughing because like, you were like to protect the innocent and i just kept thinking i'm thinking about like because you know what we so if you all don't know me my sisters and i we watch a lot of snapped <laughs> um and a lot of shows that I should not watch as a single woman living in a studio apartment I be thinking somebody's coming in here to get me and my nerves entirely too bad but anyway here we are me and my husband are addicted to I almost got away with Jesus and I've been addicted to snap for I don't for probably over a decade so anyway um I was laughing because I was thinking about when they have the people who don't want to be seen they have like and they put those voices on them and they be like I went to jail shut up Can I not read this? Like, so, so I was like, can you read it in that I voice? I will not read it in that voice. Yeah. Come on. You are irritating. You ain't no fun. You ain't no fun. You read it. You then. boring. You read it then. Okay, I'll read it. Oh, my God. Let me find it. Hard <laughs> oh Can we be serious? Oh, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. I am irritated. Okay. <sighs> Hi, Jaden Kia. I love this show. I was about to be regular. Okay, go ahead. I love this show so much. It's so real and funny and poignant and so needed right now. I learn something every week. Love the part about salary negotiation because I just learned how important it is with my current job. Come on. Yes, Shante. Anyway, my best friend is in an affair with a married man. She shared a lot of details about the situation and it's pretty textbook. I'm sort of keeping my distance while she figures that situation out and I'm praying for her every day. Am I wrong for that? Nope perspective i i no no you're not wrong perspective i dealt with infidelity in my own marriage not that long ago it was extremely painful and i went through that with her all my feelings all the tears all the pain she was my shoulder during that time she was also my shoulder during reconciliation with my husband we've moved on and we're genuinely happy however having the knowledge of her participation in this affair and her nonchalance about it has messed with me emotionally and as much as I love her, it's caused me to view her differently. 
We both feel very strongly that telling me about this was a misjudgment on her part, but I also understand why she told me. First, I'm her best friend, and second, she wanted me to pray for her. Her words, if no one knows what you're going through, no one can pray for you. Mm. This is bigger than just a mistake to me. This is bigger than I messed up or I made a bad decision. If she slept with him once, then she could say that. It's a continuous affair. He's her boyfriend. That's not a mistake. That's a deep character problem. This is a major issue, and no one seems to get how big this is but me. Having had this done to me within the context of marriage has changed my perspective, as it would for anyone. The whole idea of cheating honestly makes me sick to my stomach now, so for my best friend to be involved in this is crazy for me. I'm trying very hard not to reduce her to a side chick because she's my friend, and she's so much more than that. Basically, right now, I can't handle speaking to her if she's still involved with him. I feel this will change, but that's where I am right now. That's how much this matters to me. Am I wrong to keep my distance until she, or he, you know niggas, ends this affair? Mm, mm, you better end that with with the real. Will Shante, oh, Lord. thank you so much for writing in. Um, It's a difficult situation, and I understand why you feel so passionately about it. Uh, you have your own... Um, you have your own morals and you have your own conscience that you have to, that you have to honor in order to continue to, to keep going forward every day. You know what I'm saying? In order for you to feel good about yourself. And if this is something that you find difficult to move forward with, with within your friendship because you, you can't agree with it morally, then nobody is entitled to tell you how to feel nobody has the right to tell you that you're wrong for that um that is your moral compass that is what that is that is that is yours and yours alone uh so no i can't tell you that you're wrong for keeping your distance this is a decision that only you can make um what do you think about it sis um i i agree with you uh i think that you do yourself and your friendship, like you dishonor yourself and you dishonor your friendship with you're anything less than yourself in it. Exactly. So mm-hmm. who you are as the person and what you've been through, you know, I feel a way about her um, behavior, you know, but this is not my friend. This is yours. I do feel like every friendship ought to have the space for you to be real and honest within it. Mm-hmm. So I think you will be well within your rights to say, I don't agree with this. Um, you know, I think that it is absolutely, I, I think that it is wrong. Um, I especially don't appreciate it. Um, and it, you know, my own experience that you know that I've had with, within my own marriage and how that affected me. Um, I think it's unfair for you to expect me to just ride along with you in this. Um, and you have the right to say, you know, it's not about, you're not saying that you don't love her anymore or that you don't want to support her or be there for her, but you have a right to say, I don't want to hear this. <laughs> you have a right to right. to disassociate yourself with this. I think we've all had, right. um, you know, best friends disagree. And yeah. I think it's more than fair for you to, like, there have been times in my own friendships where my friends have made a choice that they have had every right to make as a grown adult. Um, but if, if it's yep. something that, you know, I don't agree with, it's not even a judgment on them or their character. It's like, I don't agree with this and I'm not going to be a part of right. this. So me sitting up 
with you and you talking about this nigga and I know he got a wife somewhere, that does not sit well with me. And um, I'm not going to participate in this. And she should be able to respect that. And especially since, you know, just between you and me, she knows what she's doing is wrong because if she didn't, she wouldn't have asked you to pray for her because she knows she, she like that whole like you know it's not even a situation uh, where she's like where she's like uh i don't even know what's going on or i didn't know what was going on like she's very well aware and you know it's not like again it's not a judgment of uh you're not judging her as a person but you don't agree with the act itself and if it's something that you can't move forward with you just can't move forward with that like while she's involved in that and that's and it's that's that's well within your right it's accountability I mean, I know that, you know, mm-hmm. we live in an age where people are, are easily offended and, you know, it's quick to be like, you're judging me. Um, but I believe that real relationship uh, calls for accountability. So if I if you're my friend mm-hmm. and you know who I am and, you know, we've connected on a level and, you know, you know my character and if I'm behaving outside of that, it's OK for you to hold me accountable and call me out to it. Whatever, I, however I respond to it, respond to it is my choice. Now, if I continue to do, you know that that's that's between that's that's totally up to me. But I don't have a problem with accountability because I I would hope that my friends and the people that I'm surrounded with will want me to be living my best life, being my best self, and I would yep. want somebody to tell me like you did wrong, like because sometimes we get caught up yeah. in our own selfish desires. And we get blinded, yeah. you know, to what we're doing. And sometimes we need to be told about ourselves. Like, don't be above reproach. Like, nobody is. So, listen, that's I don't want a bunch of yes men around me. Like, absolutely. I have messed up in my life. I have made a ton of mistakes. I have not done everything the way that I should have. Um, and I continue to make mistakes. Maybe not to that magnitude. But, you know, because I've learned from those. That's what, that's, that's the beauty of getting that's the beauty of getting grown is learning right. from those mistakes and not and not continuing to commit those but just as an imperfect human being you're going to make mistakes every single day however those mistakes that I've made in the past like I learned from those but I but the one thing that I've never done is kept yes men around me I've always uh-huh. kept friends around me who are going to keep it honest with me and you've got friend you've got friends with different with different levels of what they can deal with morally so you have friends who are going to sit there and they're going to some are going to egg you on some are going to just, you know, they're not going to say much. And then some are going to fully disagree. But you know what? Those are not your friends if they don't speak up and tell you how they feel about it. And that's not inserting themselves in your business. If you told them what it is, then you've opened up yourself to discussion and you've opened up yourself to 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 what they think about it, especially if it's something to this magnitude. So, I mean, I, I for one know, think it's disrespectful that she <laughs> that she knows that you were cheated on and saw how it affected you. For her to turn around and do it, um, and and then like you know call you about it with the T, I think that's disrespectful, and I think that you would be well within your rights to say, "Girl, <laughs> come on, what are you doing? Like, like, come on, like you know like, what I went through. Like, like you come there. on, you ain't have to tell me this. Absolutely. So that's my two cents, sis. I think that no, you're not wrong for keeping your distance, um, but I think whatever you do, just just you know, be grown enough to 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 use your words and say beforehand. Like you know what I'm saying. Like, sis, you know, I'm falling back because you know I just need some space to, you know, this is how I feel about this, and 
I might need some space to kind of get myself together. Not saying that, you know, we're not friends anymore or that I hate your guts or anything like that. I just need some space. And, you know, eventually we'll be able to get back together and figure this out. But right now, I can't. I'm out. I can't with this situation. I think that you're... It makes me uncomfortable. You can't. You can't. Why would you torture yourself like that? Yeah. You can't. And you have to look out for yourself first. You're not going to be a good friend if you're sitting there uneasy and uncomfortable with every detail that she's giving you. So you had every right to speak up and you have every right to distance yourself if you're in a situation that does not make you feel that does not make you feel good. Right. And you did ask me about um I saw the other email. We kind of had a little exchange, I'd say, and she talked about um you know, the spiritual access um aspect of this. She said how wrong is this to God? Uh, I wouldn't like, you know, our relationships with God are personal, so I wouldn't get caught up. Mm -hmm. You know, she's going to have to deal with God in her own way and God's going to deal with her about this in her own way. That's not, that's not your business. What you need to be most responsible for is you and God, your relationship with you and God. So if your spirit is tugged, like if your spirit is tugged and you feel like you shouldn't be going along with this, then, then it's your responsibility to speak up and say, I don't believe that this is right. And she can then make a choice, you know, um, about, you know, what she wants to do from that point. But you have to speak up for yourself. It really boils down to you and you being able to, uh, you know, reconcile, you know, your choices with your beliefs and, you know, pray for her. We all deal with things like we all have struggles. And you're never wrong to pray for anyone because we all need prayer. So don't ever feel like, you know what I'm saying? Just because you, she's a Christian and you're a Christian doesn't mean that we're not going to do dumb stuff. Because that's that's just right. not it. That's it's, not what that means You know all. what I'm saying? But, um, you know, when we that's that's all, another part of the accountability piece. It's your job to make sure that, that she knows how you feel. And again, what she do, chooses to do with that is between her and God. So I hope that that helped you, Shantae. I really do, sis. And give us an update if you'd want. But if not, we'll we'll be over here minding our business. Yes. But thank you for writing in. Um, I hope that you're able to find some peace with the situation. And you guys are able to move forward in your friendship. Absolutely. In whatever, in whatever way that may be. But make sure that you're always... Um, Make sure that you're always doing what feels right to you first. And in the timeless words of Lanicia Leaks, close your legs to Mary Mint. Close <laughs> your legs to Mary Mint. Not you, Shantae, but anybody who, listen, if if you was a hit dog and that hit you and you hollered, all right, that's all I got to say. It is what it is. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister because everybody know I can be real petty. P E to the T T Y, honey. Petty, 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 petty peeves. So, petty peeves and everything like that, this, right there. Mm-hmm. Past the petty peeves. So, uh, I I don't even have to have my own petty peeves at this point because you guys have so many. <laughs> we love y'all for being so petty. And, we absolutely love it. It it is wonderful. It makes my job easier, and I generally agree with uh 100% of absolutely. them. So, the petty peeve this week that I'm going to read um is from Courtney, who says, "Hi ladies, I have a petty peeve and it really irritates me. Let's all learn the difference between reply and reply all in emails." Say it again. Girl. 
Nothing irritates me more than when a mass email is sent out and someone hits reply all when they have a question or comment that only concerns them and another person. I don't want to hear the dialogue between y'all if it has nothing to do with me. Leave me out of it and just simply hit reply so that you're only responding to the one person that you intend and to instead of all of us. Keep the rest of us out of it. I know this is petty, but thanks for sharing. Uh, Courtney, I had to pick your petty peeve because that is also one of mine. I strongly, strongly, strongly hate being included in a thread of emails that I do not care about, nor do they concern me. So thank you for writing in. Uh, make sure you're sending your petty peeves to getting grown podcast at gmail.com. And sis, I'm going to pass it on over to you to tell us what the petty peeve is this week. I have a petty peeve. It's going to be very brief and to the point. I ordered a pair of sandals from UrbanOutfitters.com. And rich girl, these sandals cost all of $15. I think, no, I'm lying. I bought one pair that was like $15. And then there was another pair that was like $34. But again... These are very cheap and cheerful items. Anyway, okay. Um, I ordered the sandals. They came. I was very excited, very excited. I tried on the left foot, and it was like, oh, this is adorable. And then I went to try on the right foot and found that the sensor was still on the shoe. And I'm mad because... I did not pay shipping to then have to be inconvenienced by either A, returning the sandal and then having to wait another three to five days to have my stuff or, you know, getting into my car or taking the metro to Urban Outfitters. I don't even know where one is at. And then hoping and praying that they have the, you know, the same sensor and can remove the sensor from my shoe. The point is, I paid my money and was told that I was going to have my shoes by a certain day. I did receive them by that day, but I, they are of no use to me because I cannot, I cannot even remove, like, you can't even, I can't even unfasten the left, I mean, the right sandal because the sensor is like on the buckle. Mm. So now I'm bound. Because I was about to tell you how you can remove it, but uh, I don't know. So I have an aunt who was a booster See, my I'm whole just, life. Right? I don't so even want to, because they're not. Then if I do that and I mess up the shoe, I'm really gonna be ready to yeah, fight. So I don't pissed. even, I don't even want to deal with that. Um, but I contact so, and then another to to add insult to injury, there was Uh-oh. no customer service number listed like on the receipt or anything. So I went on Urban Outfitters website. Still didn't see no contact information for customer service. I wanted to like speak to someone and ask like mm-hmm. what was happening. There was no. So I sent them a tweet. And do you not know that them niggas did not respond? So I'm just like, okay. So. So you just out here. I'm just out here with one foot. You know of what? That brings me. That brings me to another petty, not so petty peeve. That right there, what you just said, no customer service number. So many companies these days I have tried to contact for whatever discrepancy we may have between us. Um, No, I am not a white woman who complains about everything. I just 
don't like certain things. And when things are done wrong, I'm, I want to contact and I want to speak to a human being who understands what my plight is. Right. So urban and after, too right. many of these new millennial companies are, they want you to email them and yep. then they take 72 hours just to send you an automated response and tell you that somebody's going to be contacting you in seven to 10 business days. It's like, nigga, no, I want to talk to somebody right now. Where's the 1-800 number? There are not enough 1-800 and 1-888 numbers running around anymore. People need to get phones. I don't like this new age where there are no numbers where I can talk to a human being. I don't like it. Um, okay, so on the website, they do have like this email form where I can... Um, yeah, I hate them. There is an 800 number, but uh, they have these crazy hours. Needless to say, I will be calling it. I just, that is a peeve of mine. If, uh, you know, the, the whomever is responsible, like, you don't know, like people have plans for their stuff. Like, what if I had an event and I needed to wear my sandals right. or what if there was some, what if this was like a time sensitive man, manner and I'm like, you know, what if you were going on a vacation? Right. Right. Like I, and I, I did go out of town this weekend and I couldn't wear my shoes because it was just annoying. So that was my peeve. It was, it's not petty. It's just, it did make me mad though. Like, just why can't y'all take the sensor off? Like, do your job. I paid my money. It went through. What's the problem? Nah, I agree. Oh, irritating. That would piss me off. And I would go into that store with a big That's mad what I'm attitude. I'm saying, like, like, if and I, I think there is an urban outfit. Take this in shit DC. off. <laughs> um, but I'm saying, first of all, if I go in there, it's no guarantee that the senses that they have, you know, are going to be the same. Nah, they got to be able to remove it. They have to. I hope so. But I'm saying if they don't go in there, it's listen, somebody is going to hear my mouth. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem. You can bring them right on to Flatbush. I got a gaggle of tools. I know I can get it off. Nah. Without damaging the shoe. Ciao. Well, I will give an update. I'm going to try to all this customer service number i guess when i looked on my phone i didn't see because i guess the mobile device version of the website didn't have the contact mm-hmm. tab but now that i'm looking on the computer i do see so i guess i will have to call but that's beyond the point the point is i wouldn't have to go through all of this if somebody would have just removed the sensor from my item before they put it in the box and somebody it was to me. being lazy that's all. Somebody was being big. They were being lazy. They wanted. They were about to go to lunch. They were. They could not wait to get their chicken frontega panini from <laughs> from Panera, and they threw them shoes in a box and said, "Here, send that send that right on over to Maryland." I also wanted to very quickly read uh, Latanya Jones's uh, petty peeve. Her petty peeve is that her man leaves the kitchen cabinet doors open all the time. <laughs> I saw that. Woo, that thing just resonated with my spirit. My God. Men love leaving. No, you know what my petty peeve is? Men who don't look for things. They don't look for anything. What do you they mean? They will ask you immediately. Where is it? Oh, do you know what a looking? remote is? Oh. Yeah. Have you seen the da-da-da? Did you and did not look, did not lift up a couch cushion, didn't move a pillow? didn't didn't like move a shirt just where's the, have you seen the such and such no i have not 
Or where are the snacks? Did you look in the cabinet? Oh, I'm sorry. Is it Latanja? It might be Latanja. Sorry, girl. It's late. But yes, Latanja, girl. That's it. I can't Ooh, stand an old oh, leave it the way you found it, nigga. Like, ooh. <laughs> ooh, girl. Like, and when they open up the drawer to get their socks or something out and then just walk off. Like, nigga, you had opened mm. this drawer. You did. I watched you. <laughs> why why not just close it, it back and it's still open it's still open and you're not in this room so something is not I'm equated. trying to figure out how you just like why can't you just leave it the way you found it it was closed when you got there so why not just close well, now it it's open and you're not here like like it's my so. job to just run behind you and just close the drawers and the cabinets and stuff just shut it just sh- and how many seconds is it going to take I just wonder shut it oh shut God. it should it? Well, ladies Should and it? ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we was, we would like to thank you for listening to yet another episode of Getting Grown with Jade and Getting Tia. Grown. Yes, please can thank you yeah. for tuning please in. Continue to to listen and <laughs> and um, <laughs> send us tweets and send us comments. We listen. I try to respond. Um, tweet uh so yeah let's keep the conversation going don't forget what we said about next week's kitchen table talk we'll be talking about being hard on yourself um feel free to share your experiences with that and we can all have a good old time at the kitchen table absolutely now there will be ready. Snacks. absolutely at this point i'm getting ready to kick paul change into this bed honey this sleep is about to be so for real Ooh, Listen, what's girl. that? What's candy that? Rain. What's that exercise people be doing? Parquet? Is it parquet? 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 Where niggas be parquet. jumping in between buildings and whatnot. <laughs> parquet is margarine. Is that what it is? I don't know. Well, I'm about to parquet right into my bed. A nigga's about to leap. I'm about to flip. I'm about right to into my bed. Kickball change. Chasse <laughs> step. Pas de bourree. Grand jeté. <laughs> Dusting off these old ballet terms, son. Plie. It's getting ready to be uh it's getting ready to be a recital up in this bed. But I love y'all twerk for a. listening. Did you say twerk a? I sure did. Up. It's a new Hang one. Up. Love y'all. It's one of the new ones. <laughs> yes. So um thank you again for listening. Make sure you're writing in to getting grown podcast at gmail.com. Liking, rating, subscribing, and passing along because we want to make this a community of uh, build, uh, building and encouragement and yeah just make sure you're drinking fill your water bottles up your swell bottles drink your water moisturize because your black will crack if it's dry absolutely y'all better ask Stacy Dash bye <laughs> bye <laughs>